0: If you believe in something and um you can have whatever you, you're trying to get. You really can't. You just gotta believe in it and then just put your mindset to it and you know just grind it out every day because you're gonna be a lot further than you ever were because you're still loving what you're doing. Do not lose the love because when you lose the love, then it could get uh really challenging. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Welcome to Life Beyond the Sirens Podcast. With Brett, Tim, and Stu. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Stories and advice from frontline workers.
1: So now we've got a a couple podcasts out there in the world. Um, We've got a little feedback, and some of the feedback is uh, they want to hear more about us. So uh, a suggestion was made, and it was brought to the the table here that um, we kind of... Have a riff every episode, and maybe call it the last shift. Uh, I like that, so we can, you know, people can learn more about us and,
2: you know, the day to day kind of thing that which goes on at the fire hall or wherever. What goes on in
1: our lives or whatever.
2: Yeah. No, I like the I like the idea.
3: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: Oh, Stu said something. Yeah, there I am. Oh my God! I actually show up in the episode this time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Stu actually talked today. I- <laughs>
3: And this is the last you'll hear from me for the rest of the series.
1: <laughs> right. He's going to go hide and cry.
2: <laughs> Today on Life Beyond the Sirens, we got Tony Greco, an elite NHL fitness trainer. Uh, somebody that he trains, Claude Drew, you might have heard of him, is on giving his... think he won
1: the Stanley Cup once or twice. <laughs> Did he? I think so.
2: I don't know. He's played Philly. Know. Oh, yeah. I don't think he oh. has.
1: Oh. But... I'm that, thinking
2: Claude He probably Lelew. looked at it. Oh, <laughs> Well, that being said, he might win it. Hopefully, this year with the Ottawa Senators, absolutely, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> absolutely. He signed not. for
2: two more years. He has a good chance. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzel, Josh Norris, Chitren. Now Sanderson, they, Sanderson. They Shabbat. have a
1: lower chance of winning the Stanley Cup than Stu does dominating a podcast,
3: <laughs> <laughs> which I am not doing this time either. But just in case you, uh, if if anyone's ever wondered what hockey team Tim likes the best, uh, just throw in your educated guesses. Who knows?
2: There's only one. He, he can't, e. can't even Senators. <laughs> But that being said, I'm really excited to have him on, uh, talking all yeah. things mindset, uh, physical fitness, training, nutrition. How recovery, you, recovery. Recovery as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you know, like kind of a good mix for people like us, uh, namely me, that is losing motivation to go to the gym slash not making the time for it and kind of uh, talked a lot of sense, which, yeah. um, you know, really... Hit home. I couldn't argue with it. No. no. (laughs) But he, like, you know what? One of the the coolest things about, like, talking to him is how much he knows and cares about what he does. It's pretty cool. Like. Yeah.
2: Well, he's not just doing it. He's, he lives by what he says. He's mm -hmm. continuing his education every year. Uh, I think he says in the podcast that he spent fifteen thousand dollars on continuing education last year. Just last year, last year, alone. Just last year. Yeah. Like that's yeah.
1: huge. When you're already at the top of your game, you're training professional athletes. Like it yeah. would be real easy to just hit pot, like hit cruise control, and just yeah. you know go with the flow, go off references or not references, but like referrals, yeah. and you know you're at the upper echelon already. So it's pretty cool to see that he's still you know keeping up with it yeah. and learning. Exactly. More. Well, yeah. If
2: you're not learning, like you got to keep your mind fed and you got to keep growing. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that he's doing it.
1: So like with fitness, like obviously our job is pretty cool that it allows us to keep fit while we're at work. So do you guys like working out at work?
3: As long as all of the truck checks are done for the morning, all of the equipment's uh, on the truck and ready to go. uh, It is nice that we have a bit of time in the morning uh, to make sure that we're staying physically fit. So I like to hop on, to the stationary bike and get my, my cardio in, in the mornings. Um, It just helps me get really ready for the day. And I love the fact that, you know, I'm getting my heart rate up there and and getting that sweat on first thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think a little bit of movement, stretching, cardio, walking, whatever you want to do when we have a little bit of time in the, in the morning, I think it's super important. That way you're kind of ready for whatever call you have. If you're doing a medical to doing a rope rescue call up, it's important to,
1: it's funny that we're all on different crews and shifts and we all kind of do the same workout in the morning. I just love to jump on the treadmill and go for a nice little nature walk. Uh, You know, it's just a good day starter. You have your coffee, you go for a walk. Like you're not overdoing it. You're not like, you know, you're keeping yourself in the gym and you're not like, you know, crushing your legs. And then you got to go walk like 15 flights later in the day at an alarm or something. So yeah, I like doing that. Um, Well, uh,
2: it's important to get it done in the morning like you said because then you have like pr events you have calls you have training you yeah, have chores everything your day fills up pretty yeah. fast yeah. yeah
1: it's nice to just check it off the list and carry on yeah i also like to do um i'm a broken old man now i'm 35 going on like 80 so i like to do some of my physio stuff in the morning too if i can yeah. um this lower back problem ain't gonna fix itself <laughs> um yeah and maybe some flexibility like i'm basically a human two by four it is like the hardest thing to like wrap my head around to like just just flop around and start stretching like
3: i get it, it. is the hardest but thing. it makes like you feel could, so good oh yeah but like you can you could be at home getting ready to go to the gym and sit there at home and be like you know what i'm going to go for an hour-long workout today mm-hmm. and then i'll look no at problem. stretching and i'll be like i have to hold this position for 30 Absolutely seconds not. yeah that's too much to ask today.
1: Yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's like so much easier to wrap your head around a, like a hard workout because I don't know what it is about the feeling you get from working out yeah. as opposed to the excruciating pain that my <laughs> hamstrings are going to snap in <laughs> half if I keep yeah. stretching. Like, But it is so beneficial after yeah. the fact that I'm like, why don't I just do this every day? And yeah. then you're like, oh, because I hate it. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Yeah. Today, we have uh, Tony Greco on the show. Tony's a big uh, fitness influencer. He's a published author, big motivational guy. Uh, I'm excited to hear what he has to say about the fitness industry, especially coming from a a guy that's lacking a lot of motivation lately. Uh, I think I'd need to chip the uh, stone off off something to get into a gym again. So looking forward to
2: picking your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Tony. We really appreciate it and uh, really excited about the episode.
0: Yeah. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Are you able to tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you kind of stand for in the fitness world?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's funny because all the people tell me, uh, they always ask me, like, you you know, tell me about the fitness world. It's like, I actually, you know, transform bodies up their spirits and strengthen minds. Fitness is just something that I actually do. And the reason I say that is because I, I really think that fitness should be for everyone, not just the elite. And I, I've had tons of experiences that I can share with you guys I mean, I, I one in particular is I won a gold medal for Canada in 1995. I, I don't really talk about it until I get asked the question. And it's like, you know, why Why do you talk about the gold medal? And it's like, like well, it's just, it's the experience leading up to it. You know, that whole training and the perseverance and, and, and the whole obstacles that come across your way and dealing with them uh, mentally and physically and emotionally. And then just sharing that, that whole experience that you encounter during that that time is something that everybody should experience. And I think, one of the things that does that is fitness, because it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. Not yeah. it's not just about looking good; it's about feeling good.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. uh, you won a gold medal for Canada. Uh, what sport was it in?
0: So this was in kickboxing back in 1995. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, so don't mess yeah, with crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I mean. I've been taking martial arts since I was seven years old. That was my base. And then I came through and I started working a lot with athletes and, and mainstream clients that just wanted to better themselves. So I evolved into the fitness world. I actually got out of martial arts because, uh, you know, I think the level of of like teaching martial arts and kind of promoting people to the next belt level, there was a boundary where it's like you kind of had to pass the student because they, they kind of it was their time to pass them. But really... You know, they weren't ready. Like, there was just a little bit of uh, a gray area where it's like, I don't know if I want to do this as a business, you know? Right, so, right. But I'm not saying martial arts is a bad thing. I think people should go through it and experience it. It's just I'm very, yeah. you know, straightforward. I mean, former you things. Myself, uh... <laughs> Were you in what?
1: Well, I don't know. I was like, I was 12 years old. <laughs> Taekwondo, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. That's yeah. good. No, all, all the arts are, are really good. I think, I think people should, uh, should definitely do martial arts. It's such a great uh, discipline and it's, it's a great self-esteem, great booster.
1: Was the kickboxing, was that like the Pan Am games or?
0: So it was, I asked, it was an international sports, uh, association of kickboxing. So it's kind of like, uh, the Commonwealth's, you know, because oh, okay. see right. karate. Yeah. Like karate is a, is a sport that, uh, has so many different, uh, federations where taekwondo or judo there's only two like wtf and itf so that's why they're olympic sports but karate right. is just a whole variety and it's like yeah. so many different federations yeah right but yeah. uh yeah it's good it was uh fantastic i mean uh 24 opponents that, that i had to uh uh basically beat out and um it was so this, yeah it was a crazy experience this must have
1: been over like a long period of time then eh? if you're if you're fighting a tw- like fighting 24 people imagine you can't just have like back to back fights it's yeah, not like not a hockey tournament where you can just like keep like a round on.
3: robin in one day or yeah. something like that you could have to spend maybe a, maybe maybe, a maybe handful of days maybe that's why it's under the w yeah it's over like, three oh, days three
0: yeah days. it was not this, this thing was over three days and like you three can't days. lose uh, yeah so you can't it was about Holy three flights three fights and then Because there's so many people in the event, what they'll do is like, let's say you win like two fights, you'll actually move up to like, you know, almost like the semifinals, right? Because people keep losing, but you got to keep winning. And uh, I remember my last fight, uh, was 18 minutes long. I would have gotten from Austria. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy.
3: Did you find with, with training, with the training for martial arts, obviously there's a lot of discipline in that. And so did you find like when you're going through that last you know, fight, it's going on for 18 minutes. Like that's an insane amount of time to be that physical for. So did you find yeah. like that discipline was able to really like, just through your training, you're able to hone into that and just focus on that one goal that you're going in, like I need to win this. And you're telling yourself like, I'm going to, to come out on top.
0: Oh yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I, I trained for two and a half years straight, uh, two hours a day with two other guys who were on the Canadian team. Oh wow. And it's, 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 it's crazy that you mentioned that. Cause I remember at this 15 minute mark, like I took a shot to the nose bleeding nose. I went back to the uh, corner and I said, like, there's no way I'm, I'm not going to win this fight. I need to win. I knew for a fact in my mind, I trained so much harder than that guy. And, um, and then it was just, it was almost like that Rocky fight, right? The, the momentum yeah. kept uh, switching over because uh, there's three-minute rounds, so you have to you have to like throw eight kicks within that three minutes. So it's it's oh, pretty intense.
1: You have to throw eight kicks.
0: Yeah, you have to within the three minutes, or else you get penalized. That's the kickboxing, right? Oh. Uh, so you have to. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough oh, sport. Oh, I
1: see. So you're not just like somebody's not going into it as like a sick boxer and just like not kicking anyone. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: No, you got to kick. Yeah. You got to kick, (laughs) got to kick and punch.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) In that fight, you, uh, you talk about your nose, but I know there was another fight or maybe that was the same one where you broke your jaw and you had to have it wired shut. Is that, was that the same fight? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uh no that was another fight how the heck you know about this <laughs>
2: yeah I've, I've done my research on Didn't you oh, all okay. the connections. Yeah.
0: yeah so that was so written so your own wikipedia one. page <laughs> <laughs> so that was another one uh i was i was actually on a fight i actually got the point at that on that fight so i went in with a punch and yeah. the guy spun and hit me right here and uh it was just you know the adrenaline was going i mean i was bleeding but i want to continue the fight. He, yeah and the referee's like i think y- y- you know you broke your jaw you should get it fixed i'm not oh i'm okay because at that time you're so yeah, wired right yeah. yeah yeah i'm right. not feeling it and then i remember uh I, I went to the hospital got x-rays uh i went back They're like yeah I, you know everything's good you, you, it doesn't seem like there's any fractures so then at night i was like it's so much pain yeah. and the next day i, I was calling my dentist. He took me in. And on the way there, the hospital, I see a call and it's the hospital. Like, yeah, you got to come in. We found two fractures. I'm like in my head. No friggin' kidding, right? Like, um yeah, I was just, it was a crazy experience. And I, I ended up seeing a doctor and then the doctor's like, we got to rush you in for surgery. I ended up sucking Holy. like food out of a straw for one month. Yeah, oh it was my hell. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Yeah. It was, was there- I lost I lost about I lost about uh eight pounds. They said even the doctor told me says you're probably going to lose about 17 pounds. You got to you got to eat. Yeah. And I remember, like, I used to go to restaurants. They used to show me, you know, the food and then they'd put it in a blender and I'd be no. stuck in a straw.
3: Yeah. I was tortured. <laughs> oh, tortured. my
2: God. So well, I, I was could frustrated. at least
3: remember what it used to look like can, before it was yeah. just in a class. Yeah. I could barely stomach oh, yeah. some
1: of the smoothies I make for myself. I, know. I couldn't imagine spaghetti and meatballs in a blender.
0: Oh, I had steak, <laughs> steak, steak and rice oh. and gravy. Oh. Yeah, but you know what? Like, you gotta wrap. It's it's such a mental thing, and I even yeah. told a doctor. I said, "Look, if anybody goes through this situation, they need the motivation." Because I mean, it can get mentally like really, really challenging. Oh, can get sitting that. there, yeah, yeah, it's not, It's nuts. I mean, you right. see all the I had all the food like labeled and the time. I have to. It was just oh man, it's bringing back nightmares now. Talking about <laughs> it, <laughs>
2: right? Speaking of uh, yeah. mental, like, was there any mental hesitation of going back into the ring or?
0: Yeah. I thought of it. People ask me, like, I still, you know, train a few guys and I, I, it's just, you know, and they asked, they even ask about getting into the ring. I'm like, you know what? Fighting, it, it's not for everyone. Like, I yeah. mean, growing up as a kid, I had a tough upbringing. So I think it kind of like, uh, kind of released a lot of tension in the ring. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, you can't, you can't really teach fighting. Like, you can teach a guy how to fight, but you have to have it in you, you know? And, it, and fighters that are listening to this podcast or guys that are, I've been into a few brawls. They know, right? Because as guys, you're sitting there and like, I used to go in, in fights. I used to fight professional fights once a month because I had that professional uh, tournament I do in the, in the USA and uh, it was called NASCAR. So every month you were at a different state just doing a different tournament. And I knew fights that would last 30 seconds. I knew fights that would last three minutes because I could just feel the opponent, right? I'd be yeah. like, and all you're thinking in your mind, which is crazy, is like, I'm going to rip this guy apart, right? Like it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's just a different mentality as a fighter. Yeah. And I, I didn't yeah. I don't want to feel uh you know those <laughs> those kind of feelings again kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's just it's a crazy mindset. It really is. Cause that's back then that's all I did. It's just I just want to beat the F out of people, right? Yeah. And you just, you know, it just you get into this, you know, state where it's like nothing matters, right? <laughs> and you know, like they always that's why they use all these you know, wait, croats, like Tyson, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face or kicked in the face, (laughs) but it's just, it's, it's really true because you know what? Like not everybody can take it. You know, I was, I mean, I was beat up as a young kid. Like I back then they call, now they call it bully, but I remember like, I got back into uh, a station wagon with like, you know, 13 guys just like kicking and punching me in the ribs back when I was like, you know, 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, we do that to 10 at work,
1: but (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but these are the things, I mean, and I'm sure everybody's got some stories of their childhood, yeah. you know, upbringing and stuff, but these are the things that, you know, you either you it know, transform you. it or, or break it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I grew up, I I was a goalie. I played competitively. I just like wanted to pick your brain about like the mindset going into a fight, like one-on-one, you're mano against some other guy that you don't really know a lot about, or you do know a lot about kind of like a lot of like being a goalie, f- the responsibility of the game fell on my shoulders. You either play yeah. really well and everyone loves you, or you know you play bad yeah. and it's a silent room. And like I remember, I have a, like a lot of anxiety, like from a young age. And like I didn't really realize that's what it was growing up. That like I'd have a lot of like hesitations before games. I'd be really superstitious. I'd like almost feel like I want to throw up before games. And it would be like a, I didn't want to play bad because I hated that feeling of playing bad. So it was almost like motivation to like play good. But sometimes I would play awful and uh, right like did you ever have any of that like hesitation going into a fight of just like a oh, shit? Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, you know, like super nervous. And, or were you just like, let's go.
0: Yeah. You know, a few of them, I, a few of them I did, I was always kind of a little bit nervous. And I, I remember asking other fighters, they said, it's normal to have that feeling of nervousness, but you don't mm. want to have that feeling of doubt, you know, doubt where it's like you didn't train enough or, you you know, you didn't put the time in. And that was one of the things that, um, I, uh, I always knew that I put in way more time compared to other people because I wanted to get, you know, all the practice and all the drills in. So at the end of the day, I wouldn't be, if I did lose, I wouldn't beat myself up and say, well, you know, I didn't train hard enough. I wanted to go in there with a good state, but I was always nervous all the time until like, you know, as soon as the bell rang and then you're right into it. Right.
1: So you found that like, by being able to control your training, like it alleviated that stress of like, if this doesn't go well, at least I tried. Like I did everything I yeah. could. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, you can't, I mean, nobody's perfect, but if you're doing all the right disciplines, whatever it is that you're doing, I mean, whether it's a sport or, or a situation, uh, you know, that you're that you're in, then at least, you know, you could say, well, look, I, I've done the things I had to do. I mean, no one's yeah. going to be perfect, but, you know, you strive for consistency. And if it's, you know, fighting or playing a game, it's like the training, the training is the big thing. So if you chalk it up every day uh, that I, you know, part of the discipline is that every day you're doing the training yeah, and then right. whatever else you're doing. And then you just, what you're doing is I call it brain food, right? You're creating that miracle grow in your brain where it's like, okay, I'm going into the event or the ring or whatever it is that I'm doing, but I know that I'm, I'm prepared for it. So, cause you don't want to have that doubt. Doubt is a, no. like the uncertainty is, is a terrible feeling. Cause you're, you'd be like, you'd be done.
1: Well, I think the anxiety kind of like, you know, fosters doubt as well. Right. So like, that's what I struggled a lot with growing up. And, but like a lot, like what you're just saying, how that kind of translated into skills and abilities of you getting older and how to manage your day to day life. Like, I find that now, like, if it's like a call at work or something like yeah. a structure fire comes in, like immediately you get that like nervous pit of like, Oh my God, what are we going to face or what's going to happen and stuff. But then you can just kind of like break it down step by step. Like, okay, I'm doing this job on the truck today. My first step at this call is going to be this. And like, I find that like having the foundation of like understanding what's going on yeah. inside my head is like helped mm-hmm. me
3: as an adult now in like my career. So, and knowing, knowing that you've trained for that, knowing that you've prepared for it, yeah. you're like, okay, so yeah. no matter what, you can at least always fall back on, on what you've the effort that you've put in, yeah,
0: and that, and that's the thing, and I think that fitness—that's why I say it should be for everyone, not just for the elite, because it actually does that, right? If we take a look at a whole science perspective, like of your endorphins, how they get released through your yeah. whole uh, brain, you know, when you're doing something that's fulfilling for yourself, whether you're releasing like a dopamine, uh, you know, in your brain or serotonin, it's that feel-good hormone, right? And when yeah. you can counter these situations, whether you're preparing for a meeting or whether you're preparing for something you just know how to deflect things that come across your way because you just feel so much better about yourself whereas if if you're living in that state of going oh my gosh i don't know if i'm ready for this then you're always living in that state because you haven't experienced it you know from from the good feeling of something like like you know working out with fitness and feeling good about yourself you know it's a
1: good way of putting it actually yeah
0: uh, like exercise where people don't realize that there's this process in our brain called neurogenesis and people go, well, what is that? It's like, well, it's the ability of your brain cells to think and regrow. The only way you uh, they actually think and regrow is through movement. Uh, there's a really good book. If, uh, if, if the people that are listening to this podcast, it's called spark. It's by Dr. John Raytees, a psychiatrist out of uh, Harvard university. And he wrote the book because uh, a lot of these young kids, in schools, especially their level of awareness is not there. And part of it is because they're not moving, right? They're either on their phones all the time Mm -hmm. and they're not doing any physical activities. So what happens is, uh, when you do some physical activity, I'm talking about, you know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes of just some quick, intense stuff, you start to feel good about yourself. And when you feel good about yourself, your brain cells regrow. So you're more in the game, like you're more alert. Uh, and it's, it's crazy because in Europe, what they do is they have what they call these brain breaks. And what they do is they get these students in school to kind of push their chair back. And the teacher be like, okay, guys, uh, jumping jacks. And then all of a sudden they start doing jump, okay, body weight squats. And then all of a sudden like, okay, sit down, go back to your studies. But now you're more in the game that like that specific moment of just like executing some kind of movement, target your brain cells to like, wow, you know, be more alert. Yeah. And, hmm. and that's, that's why if you can, if you can do that uh, again, I'm in the, I'm in the business of fitness. It's not to yeah. push fitness, but I mean, any sort of physical activity that I think people can do in their, in their regular life, daily life, uh, is you're going to see a big difference. You know, you really yeah. are. And and it's again, forget about the way you look. So you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror. Just start absorbing the way you, that you're thinking. And you yeah. see that you have a more mental clarity. You're able to deal with situations a lot better. And I see that in my athletes. That's why I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, of pushing like the physical fitness on the, on the whole emotional and spiritual
2: side. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're you're a big believer in physical fitness is really the cure for almost everything. As far as I'm concerned, like when I was reading your book, I kind of believe this myself as well. Like physical fitness is going to be the foundation for any cure as far as like mental or physical, like,
0: no, you, you know what, oh, you're, 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 you're so true to that, and I'll tell you why I say that. Cause you know, I, I work with a lot of doctors and part of uh Part of my, uh, you know, my learning is being on calls with a lot of top neuroscientists, a lot of yeah. top uh, NCAA, uh, uh, you know, sports and conditioning uh, uh, coaches, and it's funny because when you look at the human body, um, the way you think affects your human state, right? And if you think positive, you're going to do things a lot better than people that don't think positive. So what happens is every day when you wake up in the morning, you either you know, work on a positive note. Or you work on a negative note. Like either can go, can get up every morning and say, "Oh, this is going to be a great day," or it could be like, "Oh shit, it's going to be another shitty day." You decide that, and 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 all. As soon as you decide that, you're going to set your tone. So if you're thinking it's a bad day, then what happens is, then all of a sudden you're you're living in those negative thoughts. You're probably the rest of your day, you're going to be thinking negative. So you yeah. might meet your friend and the next hour, like, ah, oh, yeah, shitty day today. It's like that 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 mindset is already programmed. So the minute you could change that and you're in control of that, you're going to feel a lot better because mm. you're going to deflect those thoughts that come through your brain. And that's why physical fitness, they do that because you're always on because you're feeling good about yourself. That's something that does come on. You could just deflect it pretty easy.
2: Right. When I read some things or listen to different podcasts, they always say like, start your day with like some exercise, reading a book, uh, taking like water with lemon in it. Is there anything that you would suggest, uh, to maybe for people to do to get the most benefit and jumpstart their day in the right way?
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things they can do is a very simple meditation. And I say that because he, I find, and I'm sure you guys would agree with this now with this whole pandemic, this whole situation that's happened. Like I find people very stressed and the mental Mm -hmm. health is on a a rise. Like just people just are, they're like, they're, they're angry almost inside. Right. Mm. So one of the things that they can do is, you know, if you, if you get out of bed, just stand up and just take 10 deep breaths deep down from the diaphragm and just, you know, look at yourself and go, I am here now, I am present, I am grateful. I mean, 250,000 people are on their last breath today, but I'm here in the yeah. moment. So it's like, how bad can it be, right? And just cherish that gratefulness of being present in the moment. And then you just, again, you're setting that mindset for a productive day. Yeah. Uh, or even like you could do is, you know, if, if that's too hard to do, but 10 deep breaths is great because it 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 shows the rhythm of your day, how it's gonna be. It's like, okay, I'm alive, I'm cool, everything's awesome. Or what you could do is just you know, have a positive statement uh, and just write it down. And and as you're writing it, because your your brain adapts to that, so it stores in your subconscious state, even if you, for instance, go out throughout your day and you encounter a, a situation where you might not be very comfortable, it's like, you'll remember what you wrote. Yeah. And it's like, you're just deflected. I, I call it brain food. You know, it's just, you're updating your software in your brain because you're the one that's, con- is, is the one that could control that. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So yeah.
1: So, what would you suggest for somebody? Um, like, I have no problem having a positive look outlook every day, but I absolutely struggle to find the not the motivation to work out. Because, like the like working out, I really enjoy. But like lately, like I just had a, a baby girl like eight months ago, and oh, I oh wow, some,
0: congrats!
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, she uh, screams a lot, so it's fun. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's nice feeling. That's yeah, feeling. Though, it's honestly the best, yeah. but it does eat away at like your reserve energy. Like I find now that like I get. 20 minutes or 30 minutes I'm just like I kind of just want to chill I don't feel like you know going to my basement or working out and like I just it's not that I don't want to work out it's just I don't it's the time that it takes is hard to find and then the energy just isn't quite there but it's not that like I'm like oh shit I feel like crap I don't want to do this I hate everything it's just like I don't I just like when time comes available like I just kind of want to relax so like yeah I guess what I'm asking is like what kind of motivation would you have to like break through that and just like, you know, do it?
0: Well, one of the things you could do is, you know, consider your daughter, right? Say, look, look, you're going to, these 20 minutes that you're going to do, you know, you're going to be able to share more moments and more events and more birthdays and more everything with, yeah. with your daughter. Because it's like, you know, you see a lot of these guys that have young kids and it's like, I mean, you look like you're in great shape, obviously, but some guys it's like, they're they're, they're not in great shape. And it's like, it's a shame, you know, because, this is the mentoring that you're bringing for your kids. And then your kids, you know, y- you want to share, you want to throw a football around. It's like, Oh, but you're making an excuse because really you're too tired. Right. Mm-hmm. So consider the fact that it's not just about you now, it's about, you know, your loved one, uh, which gives you a little bit more of an incentive. And then the fact that it's like, you know what, even start with five minutes or 10 minutes and then just go and relax. Cause I know obviously it could be stressed. I mean, I, I've had, I have two girls, so I've been, I've been, through the whole transition. Yeah. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, you know, obviously I, am blessed cause my wife took a lot of those tasks off me, but I mean, it's tough. I mean, as a parent, yeah, it always could be yeah. challenging, but now again, you could just use that as a motivation that, okay, you know, this is for, this is for her and, you yeah. know, the next step for her. So, you know, and then the other thing too, is uh, the other thing too, that I use is y- you could, you could look at a thought and say, there's, there's two things that motivate you is one is associating that thought with pain and associate it with pleasure. So you can say, look, you know what, if I do 20 minutes, I'm going to be less tired, which you'd associate it with pleasure. Or if you could say, you know what, I'm going to relax, I'm not going to do 20 minutes, but then you're going to feel like crap. So you will associate it with pain. So the Mm -hmm. pain and pleasure thought is always something to juggle with.
2: When you say like five, 10 minutes, is it beneficial again when i whenever i go work out it's like okay I, if i got a half hour or i got an hour to work out that's great i can do a whole like push pull day legs whatever yeah is it beneficial to do five ten minutes of like one thing and then spread that and do that four or five times throughout the day or do you need to be sustained heart rate for x amount of time
0: it depends what your goal is i mean like what people don't understand is that and one of the things again i'm just sharing my experience as just being a coach for several years is that I find people go into the gym for the wrong reasons. They go, I'm just going to the gym to work out. But what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to condition yourself? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to better yourself as an athlete? Are you trying to lose weight? Like, what are you doing? Because whatever you're doing, then you can put a plan together. Example, like you get a lot of these people, and I know I've taught circuit training for years and years. And it's like, they're going to all these circuit classes, but it's like, Oh man, that was such a great class. They're sweaty and they're exhausted. I'm like, like, what was so great about it? Like, you were jumping around for 45 seconds and hopping to the next station. But, like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Sweat? You know, so that would be more on the conditioning side. But let's say you're like, oh, I just want to feel good and, you know, get my heart to pump more blood out. Okay, great. Yeah, great. But if you want to build muscle, that's not the class for you. And then they'll be like, I've been working out, I haven't lost any fat. Well, yeah, because you're a 35 year old, you're trying to hop over a hurdle. You're, you know, you have your cortisol levels that are on a rise, because in your mind, you're like, I got to do this to lose weight. Meanwhile, you're trying to balance yourself jumping over a hurdle and your body's storing fat. Like, there's, there's so much that goes into it. It's like, it's crazy what, why people go into the gym. But I mean, to going back, if you want to get a good workout to just build some hypertrophy, you know, 10 repetitions, 65% of your one rep max, a lot of pull push. So you really challenge that muscle. Uh, Do an upper and lower body split. So you go like upper body, then go to a lower body technique, then back to upper body because less is more and and rest is key. That's another Mm -hmm. thing. In between sets, a lot of people just rush stuff. And it's like, look, I mean, you need the full battery to go back into the next exercise because everybody thinks you got to move fast. But fitness is a journey. It's a process that you got to trust. It just doesn't happen overnight that, you know, you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? So (laughs) It's like, if that's what you want, right? Or perform like the top, you know, athlete in the world. So it's all a planning. And that's one of the things that I've been able to bring out of the, you know, the clients now. It's like, look, let's do a performance evaluation. Let's see what you're trying to get out of fitness. Like, I don't let my athletes, for instance, do more than five reps. And people go, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, look. If you're in a sport that requires speed output and power, if you could do six reps, you could do 10. But I guarantee you, if I put a gauge on your ankle, and you're doing a squat or a split squat that after five seconds of going up, after five reps of going up and down, that speed starts to decrease. So I'd be like, dude, you're like, you're you're not going fast. What do you mean? Well, look yeah. at it. And then I showed them the measurements. It's like, why do six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 reps? You're not going fast. So really I'm just getting you tired. Yeah. So I keep the reps at five. I also, um, I also do about 80 to 85% of their one rep max. Let's say you guys were training with me and you were whatever athlete you, you whether you're a sprinter or a hockey player, whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to measure your one rep max. I'm going to work with about 80 to 85% of your one rep max. Some of these athletes have been here for years, like guys like Claude Giroux, like these -hmm. guys are doing 92% of their one rep max. Like we, I have like, 15 year old squatting like 315 pounds Jeez. on a single leg squat. And and, 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 the reason for that is because of the training. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and one of the things I, I did, and I got to thank, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Cal Dietz, who is a strength and conditioning coach at university of Minnesota and Dr. Ben Peterson, which I met through Claude. Um, these guys are great because you know what they, it, it, all these things and, and these principles and concepts um, it's called triphasic training that, that they do and we incorporate it is about training three different temples to generate maximum force of power. So look, if I have a football in my hand and I recall the ball and then I say, go, go, go for a pass and I throw it, that slow pullback is the eccentric component, which we actually work on that movement pattern for yeah. two weeks. And then the slight pause is the ISO, the, the resistance part. And then the throw is the concentric. So what I find the reason why I want to say that is because everybody that goes into the gym doesn't work these temples. I've been training my whole life and I remember I did, you know, the meathead workout, which is fine, the biceps, shoulders,
3: the, the beach chest workout, press,
0: yeah. the beach workout, right? Chest, and then, abs,
1: yeah,
3: biceps.
0: exactly. Right? yeah. Tim's so made it's a like, career of
1: it. <laughs>
0: you know what? And it's and it's and it's cool, whatever if if that's what you want. But yeah. as far as performing you need to train these three different temples because if you don't do that, you limit yourself of your maximum capacity. And people are like, well, what do you mean by that? I'm like, well, this is what I mean is that when you – let's say you're doing a military press. And what I'll get you to do is I'll work 80% of your one rep max. You'll do it slow for five seconds down and then explosive up. But when you do that, what happens is because if you're holding 80% of your max weight, that muscle is like – that 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 tissue's being torn to shit inside yeah. your body, that myosin head is breaking, and then it recoils to rejuvenate and get thicker. So your immune system will come in, clean this up and make it thicker. Now, the next two weeks after that, you'll be doing that exercise where you're holding it in the down position, and then pushing up. But the only reason you could do that is because you've made that tissue thicker that could resist force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the two weeks, then you do your regular <laughs> movement pattern. Right. But the difference is you're going to be so much faster and quicker. And that's one of the reasons why athletes and mainstream clients that we train are accelerating at their game. Because it's it's like, I'll just give you a simple analogy. Let's say you yeah. were running at me and and you are and you pushed me back, right? Let's say you push me back five steps. Now I get up and I push you back. It's going to take me time to get up and run at you and push you back. But imagine if you came full speed and i stopped you how fast i can push you back so that's mm-hmm. the reason why of those yeah. tempos it's all about the breaking part and that's where we really execute and and when we did these tests with all these athletes uh, most athletes will perform in a u because if one line uh you know would describe uh, a force the other one would describe power your power output is coming out like a u where this kind of training because you stop so quickly your power so much quicker and that's yeah. where it's a huge difference. You're progressing to V. If you ever, if you guys want to research, it's called triphasic training. Okay. Um, And the the guy's great. Kyle Dietz is just fantastic. 20, 22 year uh, strength and conditioning pro. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, but great, great coach, good mentor yeah. of mine.
2: Is it, is it always five seconds? So you were saying five seconds down and then two weeks later, you're going to do, you're going to hold it. Is it five seconds as well?
0: So that's a great question. So you could hold it for five seconds, even up to 10 seconds. Like, uh, so you could do like, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you could do five seconds on Monday, 10 seconds, uh, Wednesday, and then another five seconds Friday. And you can play around with it, but uh, five seconds, even three seconds, you could start, but the more you hold it, the better it is. I mean, it's that yeah. time under tension. So you're resisting. It's, it's that short cycle. And you're also strengthening your tenants too. And I mean, I can go into the science, even with your heart, the way it pumps blood yeah. and, your main your main, you know, vein through your arteries. They've done tests with with people and their resting heart rate is a lot less than an average athlete. Like there's so much benefits mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. isometrics. But yeah, the holding is so key. Cause nobody does that. Because they find it boring, right? Imagine being in the gym and you're holding something and and then and, and you're taking a break. It'd be like
1: I mean, I'm standing around for the most part anyway.
3: Yeah. I was gonna but, say people normally start to feel pretty fatigued when you hold that weight, so you're not able to not necessarily like an ego thing, but, you you know, you now all of a sudden have to take weight off. You want to slam order, it, make yeah, everybody see it. In order to be able to hold that weight when you're doing that exercise. Right. Not everybody
1: so, can do this with twenty
2: five people. No. <laughs> Another <laughs> yeah. thing I want to get into and, and kind of ask you about is the F45 and functional training for first responders, obviously firefighters, police, paramedics um military everybody is a very functional job yeah i
3: wanted to
1: touch on that too yeah Yeah.
2: what's your thoughts on that and like i was also reading about primal movements so like bear crawls and farmer walks stuff like that
0: i i love uh the bear crawls and the farmer walks i think that's more practical more functional i mean the f-45 i could be uh very specific about it because it's very similar to my old brand greco fitness and you know what we've done really well on a financial level Circuit training will always make you feel good and condition. I think depending on some of the exercises that are used in the class, if they could train more movement patterns, it's really beneficial. But really, what it does is you know give you conditioning. And if yeah. you you know if you want to sprint and jog and sprint and jog, you're gonna you're gonna get in pretty good condition as well. So my biggest thing for for those first responders is to work the strength, like your compound movements, right? Like mm. your your deadlifts, your squats you know, your, your Bulgarian lunges, your single leg RDLs. Like I love a lot of unilateral stuff because you're always transferring one weight to the other, whether you're running to rescue someone, whether you're, uh, you know, sprinting, whether you're, you're bending your knees, like you're always, you know, you want to be able to have that strength and strength is key. And I think, you know, just from doing a lot of research in the fitness world, as we age gracefully, people lack strength and balance. So Mm -hmm. if you could, if you can incorporate a lot of those, um, compound lifts you you need to remain strong you know mm. but again those classes are great for conditioning i mean i i, I i'm not trying to bash them it's just nope. it's a great conditioning tool it really is because um you know you're getting it's like driving a standard car right you're going to use fuel real quickly your heart's going to be pumping blood so and you meet you're feeling good you're meeting great people it's a great community and you're you're not sitting on the couch so you're doing something that's very productive
1: i've done the crossfit thing i've done the f45 thing and i find that it's just it, people like it. People are drawn to it because you just shut your brain off and just show up at the gym. You're going to get yes. a good workout. And like, it might not necessarily, it's always like designed loosely by whoever's programming it, but like, yeah. you're going to reach some sort of goal that you're setting for yourself. Yeah. But like, it's like you train a lot of high-end athletes, so they have specific goals that you obviously help them gear themselves towards. So um, I was kind of like wondering, you've worked with a lot of athletes, mostly NHL players as as far as I know. And I was just wondering like, what sets them apart from like, you know, a washed up 35 year old, former junior C goalie, not a big deal. (laughs) You know, like I I like, I like (laughs) you going to the gym. Like it's fun for me. I'm kind of purposeless. I'm one of those people that you just described earlier where it's just like, I show up at the gym and I'm like a kid that's lost his parents at the amusement park. I'm like, I'm here. It's fun. I don't know what I'm doing. Would someone please help me? Like, it, so I'm just like wondering, like, you know, what what's so different about them? Like mentally, physically, like.
0: Well, one of the things is that the culture we have is most of the guys we train uh, are definitely going to be pros, not necessarily NHL, but they're either going to the KHL, European League, NCAA, because a lot of them get recommended through uh, their agencies, and you know they're high picks in the ranks, so they're already willing to be here and they accept uh, adjust and acknowledge. And what I mean by that is they buy into the the training Mm -hmm. Uh, before we do a lot of this stuff. We like to educate them and say, this is why you're doing this. Cause most people say, you know, just focus on a workout. Um, You know, I know that a lot of coaches will write a workout on a board. Like we're with them hands on. I don't know if you see my social media, but there's myself, you know, Mac, Connor, and he, like we have four trainers and we have we only work with four guys at a time, but we also have two, three trainers at a time with them. And what we'll do is we'll put them in uh you know a lower body pull push uh and then upper body pull push and then a, a unilateral lower body pull push and then uh, an upper body and lower body unilateral push push so pull push so what we'll do is we'll we'll monitor them in a block where the client will stay there. So it's like one on one training. But we we explain each exercise how they will benefit their sport. And because they they know that it's very beneficial for their sports and they see the results on the ice, they buy into it. They like it. It's mm-hmm. like an addiction. They yeah. want mm-hmm. more of it. Yeah. Right. Um, and year after year, you get better at it because it's like learning a language. If you, you know, keep fluently with the with the lingo and, and you practice, then you get really comfortable speaking the language. So what happens is every year these athletes come back and their are off season, it's a skill set they get better and better and better and better. That's what I was saying earlier when some of these guys are at like 92% of their one rep max because yeah. now they've, they've, they've overcome that fear of going, holy shit, this is heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're training. You're not just working out. You're an athlete. like yeah. Get mm-hmm. under the bar and mm-hmm. suck it up and just do what you got to do because when you're on the ice and you're going into the boards you're not going to say, hey, you're too big. Don't freaking hit me <laughs> in the boards. You, yeah. get, you know what I mean? You're going to get some guy that if you're a forward and you're going down the right side, you can get some guy that's going to, hit you. And what are you going to say? Oh, you know, right. So, um, it's about this stress adaptation. So we deal a lot with the mind and they get addicted to that. They, they, you know, they love that challenge. And then they see the progress, which creates a lot of interest. Cause I got to be honest with you. I mean, no matter what training you do, I could tell you that a lot of these athletes are like shit when I feel so good on the ice, like my speed, my explosiveness, like Mm -hmm. my hands are not getting tired. So that's, that's why they, they kind of separate some from like anybody else, right. They see the results.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess it's like translated right away. And especially in sports where like that 1% makes such a difference or, yeah. you know, it's a contract year. They got to, they got to perform like knowing that they're getting the best training is, I mean, got to be very, yeah, you know, refreshing or.
3: I was going to say with, with that training as well. Like, so obviously we've been talking about, you know, what to do while you're training, but then that re- the recovery side of things, is there. I know there's a big push these days talking about ice baths, whether it's daily or weekly, you know, time in a sauna for, for that, that heat. Is there, are you, you know, focusing with, with your athletes? So the people that you're training, are you trying to get that, that recovery in, is that what it's looking like these days or, or are there other ways that that people should be recovering?
0: Um, Well, recovery is a really big part. I mean, we suggest a lot of these guys have a lot of their own uh, ritual, that they do, whether they go and do a yoga class or where they go. I mean, we have a sauna here in a cold tub. We have okay. those uh, amenities that we recommend. Uh, but, you know, again, uh, those things there are just, they're mostly, they work on the mind. For instance, when you're in yeah. that cold tub, right? I mean, there, I know there's a lot of beneficial benefits behind that. But, I mean, one of the things is overcoming that fear of, like, the first thing you do when you get cold, you're like, oh, my God, it's so cold, or, you know, a running shower. That's oh, it's why ice uh, Yeah, they, that's why they say the ice bath. There's so much... Better for you because you never really get a chance to, you know, breathe and just relax in cold running water. Whereas if yeah. you're in that plunge, it's like the first thing you do is like, oh, and then it's like, whoa, 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 just relax, relax. Okay, start to breathe. And then you slowly, slowly, you know, your brain learns to deal with obstacles yeah. that hinder your positive growth. So that gets translated on everyday life, you know, including on the ice, the field, or in your everyday world where you come across these obstacles, uh, the sauna now there's all sorts of great benefits as well with mm-hmm. uh, circulation of blood flow, decrease of heart disease. the, heat uh, the heart proteins, sauna, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, all that stuff is, is, is great. Cause again, I call it extra food to the body, but yeah. the biggest thing that we encourage these athletes is sleep. That's the main thing, you know, okay. it's making sure that you're getting the the, the sleep because, uh, the sleep is, is so important because what happens is when you're ripping these tissues, when you're coming in and working your butt off, I mean, yeah, the sun is good, yeah, the cold tub, but at the end of the day, you got to repair yourself, yeah. and the only way that's going to happen is by sleeping and recovery. So we recommend a lot of sleep uh, with our with our clients and athletes. Recommend a lot of bone broth uh, to okay, you know rebuild. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of bone broth. There's yeah. a whole nutritional component and recovery component that goes with it. Bone broth is a big one. Uh, a lot of things you guys probably ask about creatine. You know, a lot yeah. of these kids, and, and that's another good one as well as a supplement, and obviously protein. But and and a lot of the greens because we don't we don't eat a lot of green vegetables that we mm-hmm. should. So it's a good balance of everything. I mean, what? I can honestly say that uh, the athletes and the mainstream clients get a really good uh, balance of of health because we test everything yeah. and 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 even the blood work. So let's say you guys come in. Uh, let's say we use you guys as clients. What we would do is we would get you to you know, do get a requisition from our, one of our doctors that will get you in to do blood work and then they would work on the inside if you're lacking anything like vitamin D, B12, uh, zinc, magnesium. Yeah. Yeah. So what, yeah. So what we do is we work on the inside out and then the inside in again. So back and forth.
3: Yeah.
2: As far as other supplements go, uh, like omega threes, uh, the fish oils, glutamine, stuff like that. Is there like three that you would really recommend and then if you can get the rest because these things would add up in price is there a couple yeah. that you would really focus on
0: yes i would do uh omega-3-6-9 and because your essential fatty acids good for your brain good for decreasing inflammation and i and overall like health is amazing mm-hmm. vitamin d zinc and and, and uh, magnesium you could actually get that as one mm-hmm. um and then the protein you know the protein and i only say that because it's like Man, I mean, realistically, let's face it, we're all guys, but it's tough to eat chicken, steak, fish, tofu, if <laughs> you're more on well, the Especially with side. the prices every, of yeah, food these days. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, every three to four hours. So, you know, get your protein uh, supplement in there, whether it's a whey protein concentrated or, um, you know, just like a, a vegan protein, just so you can throw it in a, in a smoothie or in a glass of water. Yeah. So that, that would be my my three go-to. You know, and I mean, the multivitamin, of course. But I mean, that would be part of the the zinc and magnesium. Yeah, those are the threes.
1: It's so cool to see like um how the fitness industry has changed so much over the years. Like it seems like everybody has it figured out and then all of a sudden a new thing comes along and it's like, "Oh wow, we, we were doing everything wrong. So uh we we're going to start doing this now." Um so like things like the cold baths, the saunas, the way we're training and lifting weights. Like it seems like everything's changing all the time and like I was just kind of wondering, are you constantly like finger on the pulse doing research or is it kind of like an industry chatter thing? Like how do you stay on top of like you know creating workouts for elite athletes and like knowing the functional fitness of it and like is it just like colleagues that you chat with or is it you know are you hitting google and doing research are you reading like medical papers like just curious
0: yeah no it's good a lot of colleagues uh like i said i'm on calls usually every tuesday thursday morning early morning some oversee coaches uh, uh and we share like the whole uh idea of like learning more like i mean last year alone I spent close to like $15,000 furthering my education. I didn't have to do it. I Mm -hmm. mean, I but I've changed my whole concept because uh, now like I don't teach anything that I have to second guess. So my favorite line to a lot of these clients that come in, they're like, Oh really? Yeah. Your trainer's doing this really? Well, how's he getting you strong? Well, he's got me doing lunges. I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, how's he measuring that? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, ask him, ask him or her how she's measuring it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, they'll go and they're like, yeah, listen, I'm just wondering how you measure my strength. They're like, uh, well, you're, you, we see your strength getting strong. They know that you're just guessing, right? Cause they got to tell you. Yeah, right? right. So, um, a lot of new testing tools every year that I research. Um, so pretty much it's just through the networks and a lot of the athletes, because a lot of these athletes have other resources that they can share with me too. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always looking and I always, I mean, if you guys ever have any, uh, You know, coaches that you interview, other people. you Oh, well, you know, wow, Tony could really benefit from this. You know, just throw me their email because I love to pick their brains. I mean, I I just yeah, I don't know any like I don't know everything, but I try to learn from people. And if let's say one of the coaches you have on, go look. I've tested a hundred, you know, athletes, and I had them I don't know sprinting backwards for a hundred meters, and I found that they're vertical power, uh, was, you know, increased by two inches. I'd be like, Oh man, this is pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to yeah. get my mm-hmm. athletes to do that. Cause you have the, you have the case study, right? Yeah. So it's things like that, that, you know, I love, I love sharing the progress with others, but cool. uh, yeah, every year I try to look for new courses. Sometimes I take some just, just to kind of like see what they're all about. Like some that are not that expensive, just, just to see what they got to offer. Cause sometimes yeah. it's rewarding to know how much you you know, as opposed to much you're getting taught, it's like, mm. oh my gosh, that's such a joke. But you're not going to say that to the right. person these yeah. right? No, you know. <laughs> so it's funny because I get I get all these guys applying for jobs and like, yeah, should I take uh, my camp CampFit Pro? And I'm like, uh, well, it's a start. I did that years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, again, again, there's like a sales pitch to like
1: work somewhere. And then like, they'd be like, oh, and this is how you do leg curls.
0: But yeah, you know, it just, it just, again, there's, you just got to be careful these days because it's still better than not having anything. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just health is such a, it's such a a whole big dynamic that if you could be exclusive and if you love it, You'll, you'll always want to be better. Like I always like to be the leader of the pack, you know, cause I always say, if you're not the leader of the pack, the view never changes. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to lead and I want to learn. I want to lead. I want to learn. I want to lead. I want to learn. Right. So, um, and then share the progress with other people.
2: Uh, with yeah. some of the athletes that you, uh, that you train, have you ever had any bad experiences or have you worked with anybody who maybe was so set in their ways or thought they were too good for the way that you did things?
0: Oh yeah. I've had lots, a lot of whiners too. Like, Oh, is this, a, <laughs> is this the last set? I mean. I, I I mean I, like I don't want to mention work. a few. These are pros. A lot of these are pros. A lot of these are pros. Right, and it's really? and it's sad because, listen, you know what? They they did really well uh, as far as a career financially. But yeah. as hockey players, they could be walking down the street. You won't even know who these guys are. You know, some of them are overweight. Some of them are overweight now. And it's like it reflects because, I mean, you know, it reflects the way their training was. I had a lot of whiners and complainers. It's like, you know what? Shut up, man. You're making money. Sorry.
1: Do you think that's like an ego thing that they're just like, I've been, you know, so good at everything my entire life. Like, why do I have to listen to you? Or is it just like, you know, just they have natural skill and they're just kind of lazy or. or
3: that's what it both? is. It's
0: lazy. It's lazy. They don't want to, they don't, there's guy, I remember one guy's like, well, I don't have to work as hard as Claude Giroux Cause I'm just a stay home defenseman. I could just, I got to do this, but it's like, it's not about that. It's about bettering yourself, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's the thing. It's laziness. I mean, it's, it's laziness and. Maybe, you know, they didn't have to work as hard to get there. Um, That's another thing. Because I think a lot of these habits are instilled from from when you're a youth, like six, seven, eight years old. And they just, they never kind of grew out of that. It was a mentality that, you know, rather than switch and say, you know what, I'm, I'm so lucky that I'm actually in the best league in the world playing the sport that I love. You know, I should step it up a notch. And even though I'm making money, I can, you know, just about legacy and about what people remember me for. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's just that's just the mindset, right? Yeah. And I think those habits are instilled at a young age that some people never really go through those obstacles. I I, I thinking I don't know. I'm, I mean, that's but laziness is definitely up there because anybody asks the questions. We're only doing three sets, right? We're not going to do any more today, right? It's Like, why They're you just doing that? the bare it's, minimum? Yeah, yeah, that's sad.
1: Could it also be like an overlay of like the stress of the profession too? Like, I knew a, a buddy of mine like just on the cusp of making the NHL, and like at that point in his life, like that was the like lowest point of his life and the the least amount of drive to get there. And it's like, man, you're right there. Like you played a bunch of games last year and he's just like, I don't know, man, like I got training camp in a couple of weeks. I haven't even stepped on the ice. And it's just like, what point is like, it just become too much that it kills the drive.
0: Yeah. Well, when it's mentally exhausting like that, and they'll, they'll only know that, you Mm -hmm. know, and it, uh, it was similar. I had one, one of the guys, you probably know this guy, Jason Atkinson. He used to play with Philadelphia. Um, he was playing in Kitchener in his OHL season. Great guy. And again, you know, was never really drafted, but Philadelphia brought him up for 12 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember he played for the Phantoms? Then he finally, they were like, he was so exhausted of like, almost like, you know, staying up there. The and remaining. At, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden, now he's playing in Germany. And it took a while for his mind to shift that because, you know, you're in the show and yeah. even his dad who works for the city says, look, son, you know what? You've done really well on the financial note. Like, you know, this isn't a bad career. Like, you know, cause he's just, he was almost there. He got a little yeah. taste of it. They played with his brain. Like it's, it's, I mean, I could see it how mentally it could really tear yeah. you apart, but now he's, you know what? He's, he's in Europe, like six months of the year, you know, playing three, four games every getting two weeks. Five like, a, times yeah, as getting, much." yeah you know he's playing getting paid euro dollars Got a, a little girl and you know i can honestly say his whole attitude is just he's he's so mellows in better moods you know because it yeah. plays with your brain right i mean mm. uh, the the politics and it's it's crazy you know i had another guy just last week like uh client of mine graham clark plays for utica dominating the AHL right now so jersey brought him up he called me he's like look he says uh they brought me up i'm you know i said you're gonna play he's like well they told me to be on the bus so he went and followed them in their uh, Vegas trip, uh Arizona and Colorado. Now they didn't play him because Jersey's dominating this year. Oh, yeah, but yeah. imagine now they send them back. So imagine how mentally like it's like you're almost there. It's like, you know, you're, you're just oh, stuck yeah. with people. You're hanging it's, out with the crazy. guys, you're yeah. you know, going goal- it, it, yeah. it'd be a
1: hard like especially when you've worked your entire life to get to that stage and then oh, yeah. like if you realize yeah. like, Oh man, maybe I'm not gonna like make it but maybe if i get better like i'll make it and it's just like or i could go to europe and make you know it's 500 000 euros as opposed to like 80 grand flying around playing in the a or East yeah. yeah, Coast or whatever so yeah it'd be hard to like crazy kind of transition out of that mindset of like i'm gonna play in the nhl i'm yeah. right there to be like you know do i just like take my prime and go to go to europe Especially and make like make your, more
3: when it's your goal like, yeah. like that's just what yeah. you've been you've been focused on for so long to then switch that mindset like you said it takes a while to change that mindset but
1: all right do you find you're the like a guy that people come to and confide in with like those kind of issues being like because a personal trainer is kind of like almost like a therapist if you spend that much time oh
0: yeah yeah i deal i do it all the time like i love dealing with that because you know being an athlete and, and persevering You know, and getting through these obstacles. That's the other thing. I can relate to it and I I try to do my best. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, vision is a big part. I tell these guys, get your vision board and you know, Mm -hmm. write down everything that you got to do. And these guys, I know they're very disciplined. They actually have a vision board because it's their, it's the only thing that they keeps them like, you know, focused is that they see it every day. They're almost there. They're not giving up. They're practicing Mm -hmm. their daily disciplines every single day. They're, you know, they're shooting the pucks, they're doing their training, they're going to practice, they're meditating, they're listening to the you know, the self-help uh motivational stuff. Like it's it's a whole combination. You gotta you gotta keep the fire burning or that hot water will eventually get cold, right? Yeah. And 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 that's you can only distinguish that. And that like that that situation with Graham was a prime example. The guy's going from carrying his own hockey bag, you know, yeah. to being on a plane and being serviced a first class meal and being with the boys, like you said. Imagine now leaving that, going back to the, like it's just those things yeah. just yeah. It's tough to get through those obstacles, but you gotta you gotta keep focus and keep seeing the vision and believing believing that you you're gonna you're gonna get there and always controlling your state. Those are the three things that I'm big on: is seeing, have a clear vision, and believing in it, and then managing your state. Because there's gonna be those days where you're like, okay, that's it, I'm done, and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. you gotta manage that. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's tough to do. That's really tough to do. So you need all the help you can get, and that's why you know talking to people that you are comfortable and you can trust is always important, you know, and making your own decision in the end, of course.
2: That's awesome. Well, well, I think we'll end on that note. That was uh, awesome. And we want to just thank you for your time again. And really appreciate you coming out.
1: Do you have any uh, like final messages that you're trying to get across or anything that we haven't touched on yet? And how can people reach out to you on social media?
2: Well, yeah,
0: thanks. I actually, I mean, people can reach out. They can go to my uh, Instagram, Tony Greco TG I can go to my website, TG Athletics. If you're ever in the Ottawa area, you could drop by. We have a really neat uh, personal training a studio. And if you guys are ever in the area, love yeah. for you guys to come by. Yeah, and, that'd be uh, so cool. Yeah, we could do another podcast right here, and uh, yeah. you know that way we have the uh, the whole atmosphere and, and we're feeling
1: we'll Interview some
0: athletes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and putting a workout too. That's right. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is
1: what a gym looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, the bottom line is, is what I want to leave people is, you know what, like, if you believe in something, and um, you can have whatever you're trying to get, you really can, you just got to believe in it and then just put your mindset to it. And, you know, just grind it out every day, because you're going to be a lot further than you ever were, because you're still loving what you're doing. Do not lose the love, because when you lose the love, then it could get uh, really challenging.